Hello and welcome to another episode of Strip Back the Pages, where this week I'm delighted to welcome back Christine Phillips. Have you ever wondered what it's like to work with a ghostwriter, just like Prince Harry did with his memoir, Spare? Chris talks us through her process and gives us a bit more insight into her book. Let's get into it. In a few short moments, Christine Phillips, author of A Beautiful Lie, will share her experiences of working with a ghostwriter and give us a glimpse into what thoughts and emotions went into writing her book. What we don't do is get into the editorial process, which of course is a huge part of any book's creative journey. No show on books can possibly go out at the moment without mentioning Prince Harry's memoir, Spare, which has now sold in excess of 1.4 million copies in all formats throughout the UK, US and Canada, making it the fastest-selling non-fiction book of all time, surpassed only by the novel's feature in The Other Harry. We all know who that is, don't we? Yes, of course, the rider of the Nimbus 2000 and later Firebolt, who adores a good game of Quidditch. The one and only Harry Potter. For those who don't know, I first interviewed Chris on the third episode of this podcast, entitled A Beautiful Lie, the same as her fabulous book. Let's chat to her. So Chris, welcome back. Hi NJ, thank you for having me again. It's good to be back. Absolute pleasure. So how are things? Good. Things are good. Work's good. Life's good. No complaints. Excellent. So how are the gigs going? The gigs are going really well. Fantastic. Lots of um, lots of gigs coming in and trying to promote the ABBA, the ABBA gigs, the ABBA duo, which I've been working on with a, another girl, very, very good friend of mine, Alison, yeah. and we work really well together. We have lots of fun and everyone enjoys it. Uh, we've done done a couple of gigs before Christmas that went down really, really well. So I really want to get into that if I can. Sounds really exciting. As well as my own gigs, obviously, but yeah. it would be nice to to get a few more of the ABBA gigs. So we're trying to promote that at the moment. Yeah, brilliant. Are you using any of the new songs from the new album? Actually, no. For the right. sim- for the simple reason, nobody seems to know them. It's the old songs that people want to listen to. Yeah. We a- we actually um, downloaded some of the tracks, listened to the tracks, um, spoke to people, got people's opinions, and nobody wants to. Nobody's really interested in the new songs. It's the old songs that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. So we've stuck to that, and it's working. Fantastic. So before we start talking about ghostwriting, what's your opinion of Prince Harry's Spare? Um, gosh, I haven't read the book. I did see the interview. Um, I think it's quite, I think in a way it's quite sad. Yeah. That it's, that it's come to that. I mean, lots of families have lots of disputes and arguments, things that they don't agree with. But when you're putting that out to the public, yeah, it's out there. There's no... There's no retracting. There's no going back on that, which I will speak about in a in a little while about my own about my own book. Yes, I think there's a big difference between what Prince Harry's done to severe abuse victims. Um, I totally believe you were right to tell your story, but as you told your story, you were still actually very very gentle 
against the perpetrator. I told my story incognito. I didn't mention... You didn't mention any names, no. nothing. Absolutely. No. Yeah, yeah. So everybody knows who Harry is talking about. Mm. Not everybody knows who I was talking about. So th- there's, a, there's a difference. The massive difference. Yeah. Right. So, as we know, Prince Harry wrote his book with a ghostwriter who is an American award-winning author and journalist, J.R. Moringer, who has also written memoirs for tennis legends Andre Agassi and Nike founder Phil Knight. Tell us about your experience, because obviously you wrote your book with a ghostwriter, and I think our listeners will find it really interesting how it works. I mean, we know that with Prince Harry, he had 50 Zoom meetings with J.R., but how did you do it? Tell us all about how you did it and worked with the ghostwriter. Okay, well, it all started out with me writing down things myself, how I felt. And I'd got a friend who has written two or three of her own books, self-published. So um, because she was a friend, it was great for me to sort of try and get her involved, ask her opinion. And when she came on board uh, to help me, that was fabulous Mm. because she's got a lot more experience than me because she has written two or three books. So it, it was great for me to... To get her help. Yeah. Certainly didn't have loads of Zoom meetings or anything like that at all. I I wrote pages and pages and pages down. Um, I sent them over to her. She looked at them, sent me... She wrote things down, sent it back to me. I looked at it and we sort of did it together. Oh, I'd like to put this. Why don't you put it like that? Um I also did a lot of voice recordings. Right. And the reason why I did that is because when you're actually speaking, it's different from writing things down on paper when you're trying initially to get that across. Yeah. Because you can hear the upset in your voice. You can hear the emotions in your voice to actually Mm. get to the point to, to write that down, how it should be written. Yeah. If that all makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was a, a new experience for me. And there were there were things that she wrote that I didn't like or I took out and and vice versa. You know, yeah. she she was very good. She helped me. But yeah, that's that's how we did it, really. Mm-hmm. So I mean, did you like I say record things, send it to her, and then I mean, did she help sort of develop ideas, develop how to actually put that across? Yes. It was me um telling my story basically. And with me writing it down as well and doing the voice recordings, she then wrote things down also. And we sort of amalgamated, put that together. And that's, yeah, that's, that's how I did it. Yeah, brilliant. It, it was difficult because it was hard to, whilst I was still going through all of that pain, and I, and I really was, um, that's what motivated me to do it as well, really. It was a way of getting everything out. Yeah. All that emotion out, all that thought, that feeling, the the happiness, the sadness, the anger, all of those emotions. Yeah. I think I spoke about that in our last interview. But yes, it was it was a good way of of getting all that that out. But it was very very difficult at the same time. If I would have written that book now, uh, it might have been slightly easier. It was very very hard to talk about it, but. For somebody that's helping you and for a ghostwriter, it's brilliant for them because they can hear that pain, that hurt, the, the, 
the good bits, the bad bits, the sadness, the, the anger, the happiness, all, all of it. They can hear all that in your voice and that's how they write it down. That's how, that's how a, a ghostwriter, I imagine, would um, be make it easier for them to put that across. Yeah. That's why um, Zoom interviews... Because you can hear, you're speaking. It's not just face-to-face. You can hear the voice, the emotion in the voice. I was going to say, it's that raw emotion. Yes. Mm. So how long did it take? Oh, probably about a year and a half. Right. So, Chris, have you got any regrets about what you did include and what you didn't include in your book? To be honest with you... Uh, no regrets about what, what I did put, and that is because there are lots of things that I didn't put in there, which I could have done. Um, people that know me, that were with me on that journey, that knew my relationship and yeah. knew what happened, said that I was very, very kind. Mm. And the reason, if I'm totally honest, the reason that I really was kind or one of the reasons was because I was still very and my heart was still very in, invested in it all and yeah. so you you saw you want to tell the truth but you want to be very very careful about what you're writing because you want them you want that person to to read that story so they know exactly what they've done and and how much they've hurt you mm. but part of me at the beginning, wanted him to read it and, and dare I say, wanted him to still want me back. Yeah. In I a way, because I was so hurt and so vulnerable that I think, to be honest with you, I actually would have, there's a part of me that actually would have gone back. So that's why, but it, but, but it is fair to, to write the good points as well. Yeah. But there were a lot of things that I didn't include. Yes. Partly because some of those things were to do with other people and and it wasn't fair to involve other people. That was my story. They can tell their own story about their experiences mm. with with him. So it, it really, really was... Yeah, it was really difficult, I have to say. But now, if I wrote that now, I would say I may be more truthful uh, about the honesty of the situation more I would have written more truths and not been so kind yeah and this is the thing that I wanted to say once you've written something like that and you've put it out there it's out there yeah and when people read that they read your story you can't go back really and say well actually it wasn't like that or it was like that Mm. you've put it out there for people to read and and you have to be you have to be very very careful to know that that is irreversible. So going back to the Harry thing, yeah. Um, who knows? Maybe in a few years' time, maybe he will have regrets about some of the things he did say. I think he'll have some serious regrets. Yeah. And it's ironic, already there are reports out there of inaccuracies, whether that's a memory thing or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I think once you do put personal things about your life, yourself, your experiences out to the public, it's out there. It really is. And sometimes in the moment you can think, oh, I want people to know that. I want people to read that. 
once things have calmed down, simmered down, you could go back and look at it a little differently. Mm. Yeah, true. So I don't have any regrets about things that I did put in that I shouldn't. Yeah. Maybe things that I should have put in that I didn't, if that yeah. answers your question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, another thing that comes straight to my mind is, now I forget what it's called, but there's, I think it's almost a syndrome where you are, you're sort of drawn to your abuser. It's, 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 almost, it's almost like a, a kidnap victim. Yeah, that's, um, that's more extreme than I'd like to say what I went through. But still, I, I understand what you're saying. And it's, it's oh, not conditioning. It's hard, it's hard to get out of something when you're the kind of person that has not just invested time and emotions, but maybe you're slightly damaged when you go into that. So yeah. you find it very difficult to let go. As I put in my book, I've always struggled with loss. Yes, yeah. So it was very, very hard for me to let go. And people that read the book would say, God, blimey, that wasn't right. There was a red flag. And, and friends that, that knew the relationship and more, more to the point knew me could have turned around and said, that's not right. You need to get out of that, Chris. But me being me, I do find it very hard to let go. And there's reasons for that. And, yeah. and I did write a little bit about that in my book as well. And that's why I say it's funny because everybody that's given me feedback, there's something in that book that resonates with everybody, whether it's been in a bad relationship, whether it's something to do with the childhood, what you went through. Mm. There's something in there that kind of resonates with everybody, yeah. which, is, which is really good because when people read it, you think, oh, it's not just me. How can it be just me? Because you do think that when, when you're involved with somebody that probably isn't treating you right. It's not all one-sided, but you, you do blame yourself. You do think, oh, it's got to be me, it's got to be me. And everybody that knows me personally says that I totally beat myself up and take the blame. And, and as I, I put in my book, it's, um, it's liberating to acknowledge that the blame doesn't always belong to you. Yes, yeah. I mean, again, this is a tragedy of it. The abuser will, they'll convince you that you're the one who's wrong. And yes. you're not. It's, it's awful. It's it it awful. is awful. But I have to say um, as well, no excuses really, but me being me, I'm that kind of person. <laughs> I will say that somebody that can do that, there's a reason why they do that. They've got their own reasons why they treat people that way. I mean, some people mm. are just plain awful. Yeah. But there's always reasons behind everything. I'm not making excuses. No. Because no. You, that's not right. But there's always reasons for people's behaviour. Yeah, absolutely. So that's where I guess the fair part of me will always put that out there mm. because that's just the kind of person I am. Doesn't yeah. make it right at all. But I think you're, you are, you're probably overly fair. You know, you've been very generous about how. I you... actually am. And. Yeah. yeah, I know that. Yeah. But you know what? In a way, I'd rather be that way than the other. I totally agree. Yes. I totally agree. I mean, it is, I think a lot of it is, it's, it's people's upbringing, isn't it? It's, it's life experiences. Mm. I think it's life experiences. And some people say, oh, well, you know, this happened and you can't blame that. No, 
I, I, I get that as well. Yeah. You know, you have to be very, very careful because everybody is an individual. We all go through different things. Somebody could go through a situation and handle it brilliantly. Another person might not handle that at all. Yeah. We're all very, very different. And I guess I'm just a really understanding person, although I uh I was yeah, I was going through hell really when I wrote when I wrote what I wrote. And would yeah. I do that now? Um now I'm over it, leaves its mark, believe you me. Anything like that leaves its mark. Anybody yeah. will tell you that. Yeah. Oh I know. But would I would I write it now after all this time? To be fair, I don't know. So I'm glad I wrote it when I did. But you see, it's it's a good story for other people. You to know what? That's from, what to grow from. That's what I was just going to say. It's a great story for other people. It's a great story for other people to read because, as I said, everybody has resonated with something in that book. Mm. And um, it's it's brilliant to get people's feedback, and it's lovely when people when people come up to you and say, "Oh, I really enjoyed it. I couldn't put that down. It yeah. it was a it was a great story." And yes, I've been through that, or I know somebody that's been through that. I've had that experience, or somebody else has, and it's just it's a way of bringing everybody together, to be honest. And when you've been through good things, bad things. It's good to talk. Mm. It's good to share experiences. Yeah. Good to listen. It's good to talk. Yeah. And I'm a talker. I'm a listener. And now I'm a writer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so... Absolutely. You know, NJ, something I want to mention as well. We've talked about the emotional side of being in a bad relationship or how it affects you coming out of it the sadness and all the rest of it. What what I also wanted to say as well is how I talked about my, my diagnosis. That was a massive thing in the book as well. Yeah. That's also a good thing for other people to read mm. about because it was it was very difficult for me to include that in the book. It was all about the emotion and what I went through. I wasn't actually going to mention that and, I, and I'm glad I did in my book because... It helped me to come to terms with it instead of hiding away from it, denying it, which a lot of people do. I'm talking about my MS. Yeah. So, um, and as we discussed before, and as I said in the book, it's different for everybody, but it's nice for people to read about that as well. Anybody that's that's had that diagnosis or any other diagnosis, mm. you know, coming to terms with it, it's, it's something that I wrote about and I, I did find that difficult. Yeah. Sometimes I still do. But it's it's getting easier. I just literally wanted to mention that. Yeah. I mean, I think I said originally, you are an inspiration. The way you inspired people and people who are going through that, again, reading your book, the whole way you handled it will really inspire them. Yes. And um, and I'm a, I'm a I'm sort of person that I love to help others. I think I mentioned that before as well. Yeah. I, I genuinely do. And that's why it's great to get feedback. And I, I'm happy to talk to anybody about it. Mm. Because as I said, it's good to talk. Absolutely. So do you think in the future you may write another book? Um, to be honest with you, probably not. I would rather go out and help people face to face Yep. Maybe in the future, set up a group um, just for not necessarily for people that have come out of bad relationships, but maybe people that are lonely, people that are on their own, 
you know, it, it's all about bringing people together, making people feel good about themselves and, and helping others. And, and I'm massive into that. Um, not just saying it, like I say, everybody that knows me yeah. knows that that's the kind of person I am. And they all say, oh, you'd be great at that. Yeah. And, you know, that would give me a lot of pleasure to do that as well. So who knows when uh, perhaps, perhaps in a few years time when I'm not singing so much, I could do something like that. And I'd love that. I really, really would love that. Now, I have to say this, you can't retire from singing. You're too good. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NJ. And um, just like to say that um, you can find the duo, Abacat's duo on Facebook. Excellent. We've got a we've got a bit of a you can hear us singing. There's a video there, pictures, and you never know somebody might uh, listen to this and want to book us. <laughs> hey, absolutely, <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah, brilliant. So, how long have you and Abacat's been going now? Oh, probably about six years. Yeah, but again, the name Abacat's, I love it. Yeah, I absolutely love it. Yeah, there, there's lots of um, lots of. Abba bands out there, Abba yeah. duos. We're all we're all out there. We're all doing the same thing, yeah. trying to get some work, enjoying ourselves, um, just going out, doing what we love. But again, you're giving people an experience. When, as authors, when we write, we want to take people out of themselves and just you know to escape. Yeah, you're doing exactly that with shows. Oh yes, definitely. And, you know. And um, and not just taking not just taking them out, but us as well. Yeah. Because when you love what you do, you you just you're beaming, you're smiling. Yeah. And uh, it's great. I I love it. I love my job. Love what I do. Yeah. And and I'm grateful. I'm really really grateful that I've been able to do it. Absolutely. With your Abacat shows, just out of interest, what song do you finish with? How do you finish? Ooh, just depends. Go on. Um, no. I don't know. Maybe um, a good one to finish with is Thank You For The Music. Yes, yes. Um, or if you're on Happy New Year for New Year's Eve, because it's a beautiful song, that is. Yeah. So, yeah, we like to change it about a bit as well. It's not always the same. Yeah. It's fun to mix things up. Mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to come out and see you. Yes, Definitely. you will. Absolutely. Ab- yes, you will. Yep. Please do so. I will. Oh, yes. Right. The next question, one of the biggest, where can people get your book? Okay, you can um, purchase the book through Amazon. Yeah. You can buy it through Amazon and you can buy it through Amazon for, kin- for Kindle as well. Yes. If you subscribe to Kindle, you get the book free. Right. Um, not sure how much it is on Kindle. It's not very expensive. Yeah. Or you can buy it from Feeder Read. Right. So three different places. You yeah. can buy it through Amazon or Feeder Read, or you can get it on Kindle. Yeah. Okay. And again, I'll put those links in the show notes. Brilliant. So yeah. Yeah. It would be um, like I said before. Uh, I enjoy getting the feedback from people that are reading the book. Yeah. So. It's lovely. And it's nice for me to communicate with other people about their experiences, which I'm more than happy to do. Mm. It gives me great pleasure um, not to hear about people's woes and troubles, but just to communicate with other people. It, it's, it's, that's what life's all about. That's, yeah. that's what I'm about. Yeah. It is, it's the whole encouraging part, isn't it? Yes. So I'm, um, I'm very grateful that you've, you've had me on the show again. Thank you. Yeah, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And uh, you never know, it might be another one. Yeah, why not? Well, 
that leads very nicely into thank you very much. It's been a pleasure having you back. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, I've really enjoyed talking to you. I have. Sharing my experiences. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So, bye for now. Bye for now, NJ. Bye. There we go. The lovely Christine Phillips. I always find it fascinating what goes on behind the scenes with the way books, theatrical productions, music and films are created. My hope remains that the Royal family will be able to reunite, but as we've touched on, spare wool have caused a lot of damage. How much? We can only imagine, and we will, of course, find out more over the coming weeks and months. Will Prince Harry be invited to the coronation of King Charles? And will he attend? And then there's the biggie. Will Meghan be invited? As promised, you'll find out details of Chris's book, where to get it, and how to contact her in the show notes. You can either email me at stripbackthepages at gmail.com or connect with me via Twitter at stripbackpages. As always, thank you for listening and I hope you have a fabulous week. Until next time, this is your host, NJ, signing off.